Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> Do you remember the story of Cinderella? Her fairy godmother waved a magic wand, and in a twinkling, Cinderella changed from a dull, drab kitchen maid into a beautiful girl in a bright new dress. Well, knowing me, you can guess what that story reminds me of. The way Johnson's self-polishing glow coat turns a dull linoleum floor into a thing of shining beauty. It's true, you do a little more than wave a magic wand, you do apply glow coat to the floor. But while your back is turned, glow coat dries to a beautiful, shining wax polish all by itself. There's no rubbing or buffing with Johnson's glow coat. Dirt and spilled things can be whisked away with a damp cloth in double-quick time. And, of course, the tough wax protection keeps your linoleum new-looking years longer. Why not try it? But look, for a brighter shine that will really last. Be sure to ask for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. The average doctor soon acquires an immunity to life's little dramas. It takes an event of almost atomic proportions to really perturb him. But something seems to have got the eminent Dr. Gamble of Wistful Vista in a bit of a tizzy. And here waiting for him and wondering what it's all about, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. But uh, what did the doctor say when he called McGee? Well, I picks up the receiver, see, and I says, Duffy's Tavern, I says. Yeah? Where the elite meet to eat and the snide meet to hide. <laughs> and he says, Are you going to be home for a while, McGee? And I says, well, I says, I, I may have to run down to Washington and take John L. Lewis a cake with a hacksaw in it, but <laughs> I'll wait for you. And he says, uh, please do. I want your advice. He wants your advice? Yep. Well, now I've heard everything. At least until Hattie Carnegie calls and wants my advice about hobble skirts. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what's so amazing about it. Doc's a professional man, no business sense. Naturally, when he gets in a jam, he calls the only guy he knows with a level head, sound judgment, and a genius for analyzing problems. Who's that? Me. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you in that disguise. <laughs> don't kid yourself, Snooky. I may clown around, but everybody knows that underneath these twinkling blue eyes, there beats a heart of gold and a mind like a steel trap. Well, no wonder the doctor wants to see you. <laughs> You're a biological curiosity. I wonder if you'll be... Come in. Oh, hello, doctor. Hello, Molly. May I have a minute of your time, droop snoot? <laughs> Certainly, doctor. Pray be seated. No, pray you better lie down on the couch <laughs> And close your eyes Pull down the shades and dim the lights, Molly 
Now, just relax, Doctor. Talk to me as you would to your own father. Tell me everything. Oh, now, for goodness sakes, McGee. Come off it. Yes, limber lip. As a psychoanalyst, you'd make a splendid sponge diver. You have the ingratiating personality of a cottonmouth moccasin and the tact of a pile driver. Ooh. Well, come on, come on. Quit the fiddle-faddling and get down to brass monkeys. <laughs> What's biting you, fatso? Well, frankly, I- I'm worried about Miss Tremaine, McGee. Fifi? Mm-hmm. Heavenly days, Doctor. What's wrong with her? She eloped with the trivia, Doc? That's very intelligent of her, I'm sure. He's a fine guy with a great future, and you're just a human telephone extension with a bag full of Benzedrine. <laughs> Anybody with a speck of Be sense would... quiet, will you? Yes, yes, dearie. Give the doctor a chance. Okay. The only way he can get a word in with you is to operate and leave a dictionary in your peritoneum. <laughs> Don't say anything. Okay, Doc. <laughs> I'm just as good a listener as I am a talker. Not as interesting, maybe, but tender and sympathetic. <laughs> now then, what cooks with thief? Someone is following her. What? Watching her apartment. Every night lately, I see a big, mysterious-looking stranger sneaking down the alley past her house. Oh. What's the guy doing while you're sneaking down the alley past her house? <laughs> and why don't you walk on the sidewalk like an honest man? McGee! Will you please let me get a word in, ferret face? Well, if you'd quit interrupting me, I'd soon wear myself out. Go ahead, Doctor, about this mysterious stranger now. I don't like it, Molly. This man is always accompanied by a big, vicious dog, oh. and he has his hat pulled down over his eyes. Oh, that is mysterious. A dog with his hat pulled down? No, no, no. <laughs> Not the dog, the man. Oh, the man. Well, look, Doctor, why don't you report it to the police? Oh, no, not me. That would put Mayor Latrivia in the position of being her protector. I'd like to handle this myself. Well, then why don't you? Walk up to this mug and ask him his business. He'll probably slug you with a blackjack, and while you're in the hospital with a busted skull, Fifi will be so sorry for you. For goodness sakes, don't be so gruesome. The only time I see this man is when I'm on my way to the hospital, and I never have time to stop and make inquiries. What would you suggest, McGee? This is a dangerous situation, Doc. I gotta give it a little thought. Mm -hmm. I'll maul it over in my mind and let you know. (laughs) Thanks very much. And give me a buzz. Bean brain. Hey, this is really a situation, you know what? This is really fraught. Strange the doctor should lay it in your lap. Well, by George, if anybody ever hung around this house threatening a hair of your pretty little Marcel, I'd step out and unbutton his skin for him. My hero. And if that big serum salesman hasn't got the moxie to do it, I'll handle this thing myself. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the city detective bureau. Hello, Dick. Dick who? They're all dicks down there. (laughs) Look, Dick, I got a job for you. Send some cops over here to 79 Wistful Vista. Want to pick up a criminal. Bring tear gas, sawed-off shotguns, and five grand in cash. Okay, Dick. Why the 5,000, McGee? Maybe a reward out for the guy, and I don't want him to stall on the payoff. (laughs) Now, let me see. Where's my squirt gun and a bottle of ammonia? My air raid warden helmet. I'm sure I don't remember. Oh, I I know. They're right here in the hall. Let's fill this thing full of sofa pillows sometime and surprise everybody. Billy Mills and the orchestra and soliloquy. 
Gun it, I wish them cops would get here. Now, let me see. I got my helmet. Where'd I put that heavy walking stick? Now, wait a minute, dearie. Why don't you let the police handle this? I don't want you coming home with a couple of cornflower ears. Cauliflower ears is the expression. I think cornflowers are prettier. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, I'm not going to brawl with the fellow unless it's unavoidable. I'm too dangerous when I really lose control. I ever tell you about the time I used my Eskimo hammerlock hip throw on a guy? No, what happened? I broke my leg. <laughs> Tell me now, if you're going to avoid an encounter with this ruffian, why do you need your heavy walking stick? When I lead them coppers up to that character and say, Officers, there's your man. I got to have something to point with. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd... Come in. Oh, it's Elsie from the beauty parlor. Hi, Elsie. Hello, Elsie. Hello, Mrs. McGee. You left your compact in the beauty saloon, so I brought it back for you. The lady that sat under the dryer after you found it. Remember the one that was getting her hair did? Done, Elsie. No, it was more of a dapple gray than a dun, Mr. McGee. Or <laughs> uh, maybe kind of a roan. Well, I didn't notice her, Elsie. Incidentally, how does my hair look? Dearie, if I do say so myself, as always does, that's really a stunning coiffure. It ought to be. She quaffed up five bucks for it. <laughs> Did you get it, kids? Quaff, coiffure, the humor that lies in the similarity. Ain't too. funny, McGee. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, gosh, I've been waiting three years for somebody to throw me that straight line, so... I'm... Oh, well. Would I be too personal, Mr. McGee, if I asked you what was you doing with the walking stick? You got a Charles horse or something? You mean uh, Charlie horse, don't you, Elsie? Yeah, but with an older man such as Mr. McGee is, I think Charles is more respectful. I ain't so old that I can't handle this prowler, Elsie. Oh, you don't know. There's been a mug hanging around Fifi Tremaine's house these nights. We're going to trap him tonight. He's using the walking stick to point him out to the police, Elsie. Yeah. Oh, that'll be something, won't it? A crook on both ends of it. <laughs> Are you insane? Oh, you mean the handle. Oh. Ha-ha. <laughs> Besides, this man has a big, vicious dog with him, they say, and McGee may have to beat him off with the cane, you see. Oh, I don't think so, Molly. I get along good with dogs. When I was only six years old, Santa Claus brought me a little beagle. Uh, was that all you asked him for, Mr. McGee? I didn't even ask him for that. I was trying to get a bugle and didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> well, I hope you won't have any trouble with this man and his dog tonight, dearie. I can mend your trousers, but there isn't any skin in my sewing basket. <laughs> if you catch him, Mr. McGee, and think he might want a good home, cool me up. Isn't that a nice thought? Like dogs, Elsie? Oh, I got a dog. I was talking about the man. <laughs> Just let me know, Mr. McGee. Huh?
Huh. She must have broken up with her boyfriend again. Yeah, the poor guy isn't doing so well. He's an old newspaper man, you know. Get fired? No, there's just no money in old newspapers. <laughs> there's no money in old jokes either, dear. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> Well, not to change the subject, uh, why don't you stay home tonight and let the police handle this Tremaine affair? Because Doc asked me to handle it. And if he's got too much sense to go after a dangerous criminal like that himself, who am I to go making like a Frank Merrill and sticking my big fat neck out for God's... Hey, that, that ain't working out right, is it? No. Well, never mind. When I go sailing in there behind that squad of cops with sawed-off shotguns... Hello, and... Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Do come in. He did come in. I haven't much time to chew the fat with you right now, Junior Expecting the cops any minute The cops? Don't give me your right name, pal Tell them you're Harlow Wilcox No, don't tell them that tell Oh, them. the police already know his right name, Mr. Wilcox Certainly they do Well, tell them you weren't there at the time it happened then I'll back you up huh? I'll swear you were right here watching me give Molly a demonstration of Johnson's wax oh. Watching me show her how Johnson's wax with a hundred home uses Oh, helps oh, to keep oh, it. hey, hey Well, it hey, does Hey, hey, <laughs> does Slow down, hold it I called the police myself, Junior Oh, you fool, you. Well, he called him for Miss Tremaine, Mr. Wilcox. Certainly. Me and the cops are going to go over to her house tonight to pick up a dangerous criminal. Doc Gamble reports the guy's been hanging around Tremaine's house every night, casing the joint. Really? Yeah. Well, I hope you'll bring him in, pal. Gotcha. A guy like that should be pasted right in the nose. Right. He should be liquidated. Yes, sir. He should get the third degree from the cream of our police force. Right. Paste, liquid, or cream. No matter what form you oh. buy, Johnson's wax. <laughs> Makes your housework easier and faster. Oh, faster. for goodness sakes, of all it the ways... It protects and beautifies your floors, furniture, and fine woodwork, your windowsills, and leather goods. Johnson's Wax in Paste, Liquid, or Cream is the housewife's best... Hey, ho, hey. Well, it Look. is. It is. Look. <laughs> Look, Waxy. Yes? Have you got to go now? Because if you do, you're excused. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> One question. Yes, Mr. Wilcox? Let me in on this manhunt. I haven't played cops and robbers for so long... I'm sorry, Junior. This is just for the grown-ups. You got the physique, but you haven't had the experience. Oh, gee, come Where'd on. Where'd you get the experience, McGee? Oh, a friend of mine is a private detective. Used to be in vaudeville the same time I and old Fred Nittany from Star Rock, Illinois, had our act. <laughs> in vaudeville, together. <laughs> Open one. My gosh, Ole and I used to sit in the dressing room night after night and work out crime problems. Ole who? Fella named Leahy. Used to be a yodel. Oh, I remember him. Ole Olehi. Yeah. <laughs> That's the very one <laughs> Got any more questions, Junie? Yes, one Where did that football go last week? Well, himself here is trying to work it out, Mr. Wilcox You got me baffled, Junior If Kimmick passed to Joyce And Joyce faded back to fake a lateral to Beelman yeah. The ball would be in No, Beelman gave it to Cole Yeah. And Cole handed it Now, wait a minute In that case, give me a pencil Oh, no, no, no <laughs> Forget it, McGee Why did you have to get him started, Mr. Wilcox? He's been trying to solve that all week. Oh, I'm sorry. Just trying to pick up an honest dollar. Coach McHale offered me 25 bucks if I could get the answer. Hey, if I figured out, what'll he pay me? He says if you tell him, he'll change his plans about you. He'll shoot you where it won't show. Let me know if you get the answer. Yeah. Well, I've got to go up and get into some street clothes if we're going out and do some street fighting. Hey, what do you mean, we? You're not going. It's too dangerous. That may be, but a manicure is too expensive. What's that got to do with it? Well, it's either go out with you and maybe get hurt or stay here and bite my nails. <laughs> Waiting for them to bring you home in installments. <laughs> Let me know when the police get here, dearie. Okay, I will. Ah, there goes a good kid. I sure wish she'd stay out of this. She might get hit with some flying glass if I forget to take my specs off. <laughs> this is no kind con- 
Ah, the cops. Late as usual. Come in. Hi, mister. Huh? Oh, hi, sis. Ah, what's on your chubby little mind? Well, my daddy just won a turkey on a raffle, mister. Wasn't he lucky? I think you mean he won it on a raffle, sis, don't you? No. You don't? I don't want. You don't mean that? Don't mean what? You don't mean your daddy won a turkey in a raffle? No. No what? No, sir. Oh. <laughs> Look, sis, where did you say your old man, or uh, your father won this turkey? In a raffle. Uh-huh. It was the last turkey in the butcher shop, and Daddy grabbed it just as a lady grabbed it, and they wrestled all over the butcher shop, and my Daddy won. <laughs> <laughs> daddy says he thinks she was Man Mountain Dean in disguise. <laughs> well, frankly, sis, it wasn't very dignified of your father to fight over a turkey with a woman. He should have given her the bird. He did. <laughs> He did, mister, when he left the butcher shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Is it ever a swell turkey, I bet you? You gonna eat turkey for Thanksgiving, mister? Hmm, are you? Hmm, are you? Hmm? Um, I, I don't know, sis. Anyway, it isn't so important what you eat on Thanksgiving. The important thing is to be grateful that you got something to eat. Gee, Anna? You betcha. You know what Thanksgiving commemorates? Oh, sure. Hmm? We read all about Captain John Smith and Hocahontas in school, I bet you. Hocahontas, sis. Hmm? Never mind. What'd you read about? Well, the engines were going to cut off his feet and his head. and then No, it... no, no, no. They weren't going to cut off his feet. They were just going to behead him. My book said they defeated him first. <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> and before they could hit him with the hatchet, a beautiful Indian princess named Hocahontas. Hocahontas? Hmm? Never mind, never mind. Make it Hocahontas. <laughs> you know, sis, it was the Indians that took care of the pilgrims at first and fed them and helped plant their crops. I know it. Mm. I know it. <laughs> I teach you, sis, all this big, rich country used to belong to the Indians. That's right, sis. Mm -hmm. Did we buy it from Mr. Hmm? Did we, hmm? Did we, Mr.? Well, uh, we bought some of it from him, sis, like Manhattan Island. Paid 25 bucks for that without the Holland Tunnel. <laughs> Very speculative at the time. Well, how about the rest of the country, mister, like Wyoming and Michigan and Texas and stuff? Did we buy that from the Indians? Well, no, sis. I guess you might say we just kind of acquired it. That's why I've always wondered, mister. What have you always wondered, sis? What have the Indians got to be thankful for? Sis, you got me. You got me. Here are the King's Band to sing Cindy. Cindy, 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 Cindy mine. I wish I was an apple a hanging in the tree. And every time my sweetie passed by, she'd take a bite of me. She told me that she loved me. She called me sugar plum. She threw her arms around about me. I thought my time had come. Get along home, Cindy, Cindy, get along home, Cindy, Cindy, get along home, Cindy, Cindy, I'll marry you someday. Cindy, 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 Cindy,
Cindy Meyer. Now Cindy got religion, she had it once before. But when she hears my little banjo, she's first one on the floor. I wish I had a needle as fine as I could sew. I'd sew the girls to my coattail and down the street I'd go. Get along home, Cindy, Cindy, get along home, Cindy, Cindy, get along home, Cindy, Cindy, I'll marry you Sergeant said they're on their way over here, on the double. Whatever that means. With those Keystone cops, it probably means two on a tandem bicycle. <laughs> I hope they send plenty of sawed-off shotguns, because when I tell those boys to fire, I want to hear it. Oh, dear, McGee, don't you think we ought to let the police handle this by themselves? I can't let the police handle it, Molly. The only way the sergeant would agree to send anybody was if I'd go with them. He said they were tired chasing all over town on my false alarms, and by... Oh, what was that? Sounded like a nightstick on the... Open up in the name of the law. I know you're in there, you hooligan. Come out with your hands up or I'm coming in. Oh, it's that flat-foot Mahoney. Come on in, you big lug. Hey. Oh! How Heavenly about any violence, you scut? There won't be any broken heads. If it's tear gas you want, I'm happy oh, to... Oh, cut it out, cut it out. You pension-hungry shamrock shill. <laughs> <laughs> Spit out that mouthful of blanket you're talking through and sit down. We're the ones that called you. Oh, were you now? Yeah. And what was it you're calling on the brave boys in blue for and breaking up a fine pinnacle game in the basement at headquarters? <laughs> and if it's to rescue a cat out of a tree, no... No, no, no. Above... No, Officer Mahoney. This is a serious matter. One of our friends has got prowlers. Miss Fifi Tremaine, Mahoney. The actress. There's a guy been skulking through the alley by her house with a big, vicious dog. And do you think all we have to do is patrol the alleys because a bit of fluff and grass paint gets the hysterics? Well, she's the mayor's girlfriend, officer. It doesn't make a bit of a... Are the mayor's sweethearts, is it? <clears throat> As I was saying, tis grateful we are when a citizen calls a matter like this to our attention. And I and a lady, is he? Crawls through the alleys, does he? I'll beat the teeth out of him and arrest him for spitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> One side, lad, Officer Mahoney is on his way. Wait a minute, I'm going with you. McGee, wait for baby. What's the idea of sounding the siren, Officer Mahoney? We always approach the scene of a crime blowing the siren, Mahoney. 
Otherwise, the rapscallions might still be hanging around and start shooting. <laughs> well, cut it out, will you? We want to catch this guy. Hey, hold it. Turn in, turn in this alley here. That's it. Stop the motor and turn out the lights. Right. <laughs> Gotta get them brakes fixed. <laughs> This is about the time of night when he shows up, officer. Now, here's the way I got this thing planned, Mahoney. You leap out first when you see this guy. Then the dog grabs you by the leg, see? I'll blind the guy with a spotlight, and Molly screams to distract him. Then when I get back here... Get back here, is it? And where were you going? As soon as the scuffling starts, I'll run back to the house and get some clothesline to tie him up with. Uh, 50 Cent says I'll beat you up the front steps, dearie. <laughs> now, wait a minute. As soon as this hooligan shows his dirty face, Shh. I'll... Heavenly days. It's him. Hat pulled down and a big dog. There he is at the end of the alley. Out of the car, Mahoney. We'll cover you. After you, McGee. Citizens first. <laughs> and, and back you up to the full extent of me night stick. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I get in on this? Ooh. Heavenly days, Dr. Gamble. Hi, doctor. Just in time. He's coming this way. All right, now. All out of the car. Come on. Except the lady. Don't worry about the lady. She'll be right behind whoever's nearest and biggest. Don't be afraid to mix it with him, officer. I'm a doctor. Isn't that nice now? <laughs> Look out. Here he comes. Stand back, wise guy. Back him up for an inch to Peter, be quiet. All right, now. Get your hands up and don't make a move. Hold his hand, Look out the other hand, McGee. Look out the other hand. Now. All right. Come over to the light and let's have a look at you. Take a good look at me, Mahoney, so you'll know me when you see me in the commissioner's office in the morning. Ah! And may the little people protect us to dishonor the mayor. Heavenly days, the mayor. The trivia. Hi, <laughs> the trivia. Uh, imagine meeting you here. Are you the man who's been here every night with this dog, Mr. Mayor? I am. And in my capacity as a private citizen, I believe I have a perfect right to see that Miss Tremaine's dog gets a walk in the evening. You have that, yes, indeed. Twash yourself the credit. Yes, be quiet, officer. I, yes, I, sir. Mr. Mayor, I, I'm very sorry about this. I'd only suspected it was you, but this dog looks so big at night. But when I walk him for Fifi in the morning... What's this? <laughs> you walk this dog in the mornings? Certainly, yeah. I know I'm a fool, but I, I never thought the mayor, in all his dignity, would lower himself. Well, 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 I never Hey, you! Will you keep quiet down there and get the Sam Hill out of that alley, or shall I call the police? Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> From time to time, people ask me this question. Is Johnson's Glow Coat good for other kinds of floors besides linoleum? Yes, it certainly is. Glow Coat is good for painted or varnished wood floors, for inlaid as well as printed linoleum, and for floors covered with rubber or asphalt tile. Glow Coat gives all these floors a coat of wax protection, gives them shining new beauty, and makes cleaning really simple. And it's just as easy to use Johnson's Glow Coat on these floors as on linoleum. You simply apply it, then let it dry. Glow Coat shines as it dries without rubbing or buffing. Most women, of course, find Glow Coat especially helpful in wax protecting their kitchen floors because these floors get more than average wear. Why not find out as soon as you can what beautiful linoleum and other floors you can have in your home 
with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Mayor Latribi angry with Officer Mahoney for knocking him down, McGee? Why, didn't you see him shake hands with Mahoney and send him away with Doc Gamble? No, what for? Broken fingers. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Send me see the National.